All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Be Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, here joined with the one and the only DJ Costa. I knew that was coming. The horn. Also known as Buddy Costa. Most of you, you see this beautiful face and you think, oh man, that's that's Boston's best resident and local DJ. Well, little did you know, he's also on the global top 100 mm. DJ list for Polestar. Polestar. <laughs> forgot what, what, it, yeah. what does it mean? What is it for? Ticket sales, actually. Ticket. I was just going to say, I actually don't know what it's for, but I, it's for ticket sales through Ticketmaster. Top 100 in top the 100. world. Not to brag, but Elton John was on the list. Cold, cold play too. And Bad, Bad Bunny. Probably, <laughs> probably a significant amount uh, of I was, not, I was number 100, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Buddy was top 100. That's all we need to leave yes, it all, We don't yeah, need yeah. to know the exact number. Well, I'm truthful. You know, I'm a big truthful guy. I don't lie. Don't need to pump it up at all. But yeah, it was 100. It's good. Top 100. Nice list. We I'll never see it again, 90. but it's fine. I made it. <laughs> um, uh, not more importantly, but, but here people see the, people see you as a DJ, mm. but people probably don't know everything that you do for big night entertainment group. Let's start there. Let's, let's kick this journey off with what you do now and then kind of how you got there. Okay. What do I do now? Title is director of entertainment. Director of entertainment. What does that mean? I have no clue. <laughs> I'm involved <laughs> with about incredible. 50 different things. <laughs> So day to day, I handle all the bookings for like local talent. So like, you know, every headliner at Grand on Saturdays and Memoir on Saturdays and Shrine. I book all of them. I book all of our local team of DJs, you know, mm -hmm. Empire, Scorpion Bar, Mystique, uh, Scorpion Bar, Patriot Plays and all that. Uh, I pay all of them. I deal with all of their little whining crybaby things that they bring up about equipment and uh who has what gig and who's where and all that Hurley. Um, <laughs> and Hurley's actually great. Uh, so I deal with all of them, which we have like a team of about 12 or 13 guys and girls that are all amazing, the best people ever. So I'm just joking about that. And then I deal with, uh, I'm involved with marketing. So I'm in kind of every aspect of marketing all over the place, which we have a thousand things going on at once. And then I also am artist relations. So whenever a, like Rick Ross or Snoop Dogg or Tiesto, Oh, Aoki comes to town. I'm kind of like the guy that deals with their tour managers. Uh, the team that I work with, uh, an amazing logistics team here. They handle all the hotels, car service, dinner reservations, and all that. So uh, it gets pretty spicy some weekends. Needless to say, there's some you know fun things I have to do, some very annoying things we have to do equipment-wise, car service-wise, demands. Um, it's a little bit of everything. I left out more stuff. I'm involved with Big Night Media. <laughs> Although Hurley's kind of taken my role for that, which is great, um, which I helped start. I helped start it. I used to have a podcast with Kyle. That doesn't really happen anymore. Burnt toast. Quick plug. Um, bring it back. Bring it back. Everyone wants to bring it back. Um, what else do I do? I think that's it. Let's talk about the Rippers. The Rippers. My parties. Let's talk about your parties. Before we kind of talk about how we got to where you are now as DJ Costa, let's talk about where we are right now. Where we are right now is a great place. Every weekend's a Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Every weekend's a fucking ripper. Um, so it's actually funny. I'm on a fitness podcast when my body's a trash can from Friday to Sunday. Well, that's that's a relative point because people see Connor and they say, oh, well, he's just 100% dedicated fitness. Specimen. Beautiful eating, specimen. Eating, uh, you know, chicken and broccoli and doing that. And that's not for me. But when you draw back the curtain a little bit, 
And what people don't realize maybe is that you and I have worked together on nutrition. Yes. On exercise. Yep. We train every morning here in our office gym or every every Tuesday, Thursday morning in the office gym, mm-hmm. getting in workouts. We've trained before for years at Reebok so that you are able to maintain and continue the quote unquote fucking rippers. Yes, fucking rippers. That is very true. So before COVID, I was training with you, I think three days a week. And I was very strict with diet. Sometimes four. And you actually got me to not drink for a whole month. I mean, this is very pitiful for me to say. Like, I'm like bragging about not drinking for a month. I didn't drink for, in this industry, that is very hard. So anyone that knows, like, what we do, it's very hard to go out. There's people coming to town all the time. Hey, take a shot. Let's do the shot. Let's Hey, drink. Take a shot. Hey, hey, take a shot. So it's like, oh, you you know, you got to keep turning them down. For you got one month, didn't drink. Uh, You got me on the diet, fasting. Um, I lost 20 pounds. Before COVID and right around, you know, I, I actually was this, probably in the best shape of my life all through like the first half of COVID. Mm-hmm. Then the we de- were still training. We were training. You came to my house. Yeah. Uh, and then the depression sat in around Thanksgiving of the first year of COVID and it kind of just went downhill from there. And then, uh, you know, when we came back, uh, I did well for a little bit and then I, I'm ups and downs. We know that I, you know, I wouldn't really promote me as like one of your clients cause I just don't look great today. It's like, I think it's the lighting, but well, think about this is there's always, okay, this person may not be at their potential for their fitness, but think about how much further you could be falling off if it weren't for accountability and nutrition and our, you know, weekly workouts. Yeah. I'd be, doing. I think I'd be 300 pounds. We got to put up, we're going to put up the image. We're going to, we're going to put it up there. All the before and after. Before we started working and then, and then where we are. Yeah. I was a fat blob then. That, the before after I did during COVID was electric. Yeah. I was an absolute rocket that summer. Mm. And then now. Hot boy. That was a, it was, that was a hot boy. So I was taking my shirt off everywhere. I was like, didn't care. Um, Right now we're in the midst of like a comeback on the the health train, let's say. We got, I mean. Hot boy summer's coming up. Hot boy summer's coming. Up. That's why we're training. That's been the, that's been the trend in our training. Yes, you know it's not just the, the typical CrossFit stuff that I do. After each one, we we make sure we hit the muscles that really matter. So when you pop the top, yes. When we go tarps off, tarps off the summer. Bah, bah, yeah, bah, bah, I can't do that. It's just blubber, like in the way. <laughs> no, it's been great. Every, everything you know, you got like my wife was doing it for a while, the training, and then and then you know I've got other people. We did the fasting. The fasting, I still legit do for the most part till noon, even on the weekends when it's hard if I'm hungover, which oh, yeah. I sound like an absolute alcoholic right now on this, on this show. But anyway, I, I like to party. I like to have fun. Um, I try to take care of my body like Monday through Friday. And then kind of once Friday comes, I let loose is like my main goal. Does it always happen? No. You know, I go off and go off the rails a little during the week sometimes, but it also depends on my schedule. It gets a little crazy. Some days it's seven nights a week. Some days it's, you know, two or three nights, but it's been great. And I think what's important to listeners or people that listen to this is that it's not, not everyone who listens to this is that a hundred percent dedicated, like, oh my gosh, that person parties every weekend. I would say most fitness people, enthusiasts and also instructors, you know, a lot of the people that, that work with big night, that work with big night fitness, yep. it's like they, they like to enjoy their fitness. They like right. to enjoy the work that they're putting in. It's not always eat to train, eat, eat, eat and drink to support your fitness. Sometimes it is train to eat, train really, really hard so that you can celebrate and enjoy That's the that. goal. I told you that the other morning. So yeah. I just want to get a little skinnier, healthier, and then just keep training and then just live and eat. I'm a big foodie. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like someone like you, you eat to survive. I eat because I fucking love food. 
Yeah, I, I have to remind myself constantly, like, have you eaten today? Yeah, that's banana. Life. It'll be like four o'clock and I'll just be like really struggling to focus and be like, oh yeah, food. Yeah, that's twisted in my brain. Like I wake up, my eyes open. I'm like, what's, what, what am I eating today? What's Look at the Bruins run tonight. Let's get the small pizza tonight. Yeah, he's the he I'm always, a superstitious guy. Always eats the Game pizza one. before the yeah, bees. The bees is like the small cheese pizza. I didn't do it this round. So if they lose, that's why. Well, we can start it up now because, listen, they we're, play tomorrow, we're down 2-3 right? Yeah. right now. We're going to get the small pizza tomorrow night. So we need you to hit that small pizza. Small pizza tomorrow night. And if they win, this is why. Exactly. Just You're welcome. welcome. Marshan. <laughs> We hit the pizza. I'm hitting the pizza. Um, how did you get to, I mean, I look at you on a stage and I look at you at, at Grand, at Memoir, at Shrine, at at Trio, at, you know, what's the lounge after dark that we went to on that Pool trip? after dark. Pool <laughs> after dark. You know, and it's, it's incredible. It's really, really cool to see. And, you know, I get to be kind of in that space with you, enjoying it and celebrating it, but it couldn't have just always been like that. It's not like, hey, every show that, that I play in this local area is going to be a sold-out show. What what led you up to that, or how did you get into this industry? What made you care about it, and what made you get to the point that you are right now? Good question. Uh, we're going to go cliff notes on this because it's long, but so... We'll start. How I got started was basically I worked at Kiss One Hundred Eight in Boston on the morning show. With actually, my uncle just took it over, so congrats to him. But he, I worked intern for him, and it just so happens the owner of Big Night was kind of like a family friend. He interned for Billy on the morning show as well. So I've known Randy forever. I was on the morning show interning. I was like nineteen, eighteen. I was like, what the hell am I gonna do in my life? I was like, I don't, I don't want to do fucking. I'm not going into sales. I'm not going into corporate America. Like I can't sit still. We all know that. So. He, my uncle one day was just like, yo, you should DJ. He's like, you love music. You do all this stuff for the radio, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, right, you know what? I, I think I would be great. I think I would love it. <clears throat> he said, go talk to Randy about it. Because right at this time, Randy was a DJ and Big Night wasn't a thing yet. Randy was just a DJ. So I went and talked to Randy. He's like, dude, just get equipment, blah, blah, blah. You know, come out to my nights. Well, you know, I can show you the ropes a little and, you know, you learn the business. So I just bought a, I literally, this is the best part. I went to my father because I didn't have money. I was an 18-year-old college kid. I was like, dad, can I get it's $5,000. He's like, for what? I'm like, uh, I'm going to be a DJ. He's like, what? And then this is when my father was like high up in corporate America. So like I knew it was going to be a battle. And he's like, what do you mean you're going to be a DJ? I was like, well, I don't, I just want to go down this road for a bit. See how it goes. He's like, okay, well you need to develop a business plan and present it to me before I give you my credit card. And I was like, what? He's like, and if I give you the money, you're paying me back within a year. And I was like, okay, well, what if I have no gigs, dude? He's like, well, figure it out. So I was like, okay. So my father was always hard on me growing up. Like now he's the biggest softie, but he was just always hard on me. So I went, created this business plan. And I swear to God, I, sw I found it recently and I, I need to like bring it back out. It was like the shittiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked like <laughs> like my three-year-old son, Jack. He's, he's five actually. My five-year-old son, Jack, would write a better fucking business plan than this. So I wrote the business plan, presented it to him. And he was just like, hmm. okay. Like in his mind, he was like, this fucking dummy. He's just, all, he's just gone. So, and he's like, all right. There you go. And he's like, you sure you know what you want? You did your homework. Ooh. I was like, yeah, I know. So I went to guitars and I bought everything. I, I'm not joking. I must have practiced every day, all day, all night for like years, a year or two. But before then, I because I was on the radio station, I got gigs easily. So they would book me because I was from the morning show. Yeah. So I got, I got, when I tell you, I must have been so fucking bad when I first started. I, I barely knew anything. And I was going into these like little bars, little shithole places because big night wasn't a thing. I just played. No clue what I was doing. Just worked at it, worked at it. And then, you know, 
a couple like a year or two later, Randy, you know, Shrine came about and Randy's like, I got him done with DJ and I think. So you're gonna take this role, that role. So I started taking smaller, crappier roles for him because at that point he was actually working with Ed and Joe, who the other two owners of Big Night. They they were kind of like, Oh, you, you know, you're gonna get out of DJing. So I started doing like Waterworks, which was Ocean Club, which everyone knew. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up opening a state. Some DJ got sick one night. They put me in at the estate and I literally was the resident from then on for eight years. And then I've opened every single venue of Big Night since then. <laughs> and I've just grown from like shit DJ, you know, music director to what am I now? Director of entertainment. And then, you know, resident, obviously we have, we have Grand Memoir Shrine and Big Night Live. So it's like just progressed into like each place and I've just become the resident. And then, you know, I used to have a house a party called the house DJ Costas House Party at the estate where for some reason I just did this crazy party. I ordered these big mascot dinosaurs off Alibaba in China. <laughs> and I drew a crazy ripper back then. Like that was like 2012, 13, 14. I forget when. And then that became like a stable party in the city. And then, you know, once that happened, that kind of started where like, oh shit, like I'm on to something with a party and brand and rippers. And then it's just carried man. I'm, I don't know. It's like what, seven or eight years later and it's still going. But, but COVID for me, it sucked. But to be honest with you, it actually was a good thing for me. Cause I was so burnt out by the time COVID hit by so many, doing so many gigs that like, it kind of let me regroup and figure out like what I wanted to do. I started making music. I put out a song that, you know, I was luckily lucky enough to get on like happy beats on Spotify. It has six and a half million streams. Now, if COVID didn't hit, I don't even know if that would have ever happened. So since we've come back from COVID, I've like really focused in on like what I want my brand to be, what I want my parties to be, what I want my nights to be. And and it's it's just been working. People, I think, just like crazy shit. People like the carefreeness of it. I I think it's less than you know. You go to a big name artist, and everyone's like, "It's a fancy, a little uptight." You you know, I like yeah, the nice stuff. Rather than it's almost it's like the same level. But almost, and I don't want to say this is an insult. It's almost like frat party vibes to where it's, it's like not an insult to where it's like it's okay to just sit there and drink beer and not have to you know yeah. order like the the you know the the top level bottles. Like it's okay to just be yourself and to dance and be ridiculous because you're up there wearing a, a mink robe, with yeah, a the unicorn, unicorn jacket hat on, yeah, yeah. and people are like, you know what, fuck, it's not that big of a deal. You get some wild animals. I've seen some guys do some crazy stuff at your shows on the DJ booth. Yeah, backflips. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do that? Wild. No, the whole, my whole thing with Par, everyone's welcome. And, and my thing is I even get on the mic, like forget about all the shit in your life. Just for these like two hours, just like have fun. Drink tequila and just have fun. And that's what you see all night. I'm giving out shots. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, God knows how much I actually go through in a night, which we're not going to talk about because I don't want anyone alarms going up. <laughs> yeah. But the amount of tequila we drink in a night between like, I'm giving it out to the tables on each side of me, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the next day I'm getting DMs from the tables like, dude, that was the best night ever. Thank you so much. Like I have this going on in my life. And I was able just to forget about it for like two hours and just like have fun with the, you know, the homies or like my girl or so like, that's always been my thing is like, just come out, have fun, forget about all. Cause everyone has real life shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Everybody, I don't care who you are, no matter what, there's something going on in someone's life. So coming out to our nights or my nights at our venues, it's like, just let loose and have fun and like, like laugh the next day. Like, holy shit, did that really happen? Like, did he really play that song last night? What an absolute loser. Like, I, like, I love when I get like requests to be like, did you really play that last night? I'm like, yeah, who cares? I think that's a piece of it. I think that's a piece of what it is to where you'd play a song that's so ridiculous that everyone loves, you know, it's like, like the, the in sync, the, like the, the pre emo, 
you know, yeah, emo, the emo boy, girl, big songs. emo guy. Yep. It's like the, the people that really, truly care about that. It's the songs people are listening to. It's the songs that'll come on in the radio in the car. And if no one else is in the car, you're people singing are like singing a girl. their heart out yep. too. And you're playing that and everyone else is having a good time. So it almost allows people to be like, fuck it. Like, let's, you know, let's do some karaoke to this song. Well, that's, and that's, yeah, I mean, we saw that when you took a <laughs> mic into the crowd last week. Yeah. I mean, that's my big thing. I just want everyone to have fun. And like, I always say, I say to everyone that comes with me, like, if you aren't, if you're not going to have fun, like you're not near me that night. Cause it, it, whatever's happening in the DJ booth or around the DJ booth, like portrays out to the crowd. So if you have people just standing there, like on their phones, like I kick them out, like get the fuck out. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not part of my crew. Like if you're with me, you're having fun, which, you know, whenever you come, we lose all control and it's a, it's, it's a great so thing. Fun. It's um, so but it, fun. At the end of each show, I'm, I'm like, I'm drained. And it's like, sounds stupid because it's like, you're just playing music for a living, dude, relax. But it's like, it's just so, some nights is so much energy between just like making, you know, there's a thousand people some nights. It's like, you're trying to make a thousand people have fun. You're never going to make a hundred percent of them have as much fun as you think. Yeah. But my goal is always like 70% of the people there are going to have the best night of their life. And the loudest. It's always very loud. Yes. I wear earplugs. <laughs> it's very loud. So something I want to, I want to cast a reel and just shake back to something that you said that I find unique from other people we've had on the podcast. And it's when you were like, Hey dad, I want $5,000 of DJ equipment and this is what I'm going to do. It seems like that was the all in approach. And I think even your dad being hard on you by being like, here's how you have to make it work was probably a motivating factor in why it became successful. Because if I take a step back to the first podcast, Dylan, it was essentially the same thing. When Dylan Francis wanted to start DJing, he saw a friend who was doing it, and then he essentially convinced his parents to be like, "Hey, like, let me try this DJ thing for a year. I'm gonna live in the, you know, in the, in the guest house, right? And let me just try to do this for a year. And if it doesn't work, then I'll do whatever you want me to do." And then in his head, it's like, "All right, I have one year to make this happen, right?" And then that's when he was flying to Atlanta. That's when he was doing all this stuff to be like, "I'll do whatever it takes." And it is that, you know, all in approach. Austin Maliola was on the podcast, different setting, but he wanted to do the CrossFit level one. He, oh, he had to open up two credit cards to pay the thousand dollar fee to take the course right? because you know, you, you had a max limit on both of them, but that was like, this is it. Yep. Like I got to do this and I've got to make it work. And it's that, it's almost that like burn the ships mentality to where if you arrive at port and you want something to work on that Island. If you have a ship to go back to, it's not going to be a hundred percent rush, but you get off that, you burn your ships. It's like, this is what's going to happen. And I didn't, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that was kind of how it started and, and how much time you spent like making music to where it's like, it's no matter what the discipline, you know, yes, this is a, a fitness podcast, but relating it back to your dedication to do that, I think it's just so unique and it's, and it's really cool and inspiring. Thanks bro. You make me cry. But the, the best part, I actually paid my father back within like six months. Of like, like I did just like, but I tell you, there's, there's like I did, I did gigs where like shit was falling from a ceiling, like a bathroom was above me, like <laughs> like wet shit water was pouring like uh, right behind me, and I was like, are we gonna, are we gonna shut this club down right now? Or and the guy was just like, no, it's normal. I'm like, what are you talking about? This was this was before big night. Like this was some place in Faneuil Hall. There's just stuff falling from the ceiling. Nothing's working. And then I just did. I was like, oh, this is life. This is part of it. And then now I'm just so spoiled. Like I have a big joke. Like. We all, I'm a, I'm a diva now because like music, my, my equipment has to be a certain way. Everything has to be a certain way, but I also have put in like 18 years now. I've been through the absolute shithole gigs. I've had to deal with, you know, every issue possible of like girls unplugging stuff in the middle of your set. Like at the estate one night, I'll never forget. It was like a thousand people there. 
place is going crazy and all of a sudden like the builds up's going and it was like party rock anthem when it just came out it's like building up building up like da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden it's just like lights are going crazy it's just like silence right before the drop and i'm like and you just see a girl with the plug like this because i like didn't play a song she wanted i was like this is great this is my life this is fucking great but that was like in the middle so at this point i was like becoming like i knew a lot more then but that type of shit happens too yeah just unplugged straight yeah. up i mean new year's eve at memoir this year some dude jumped on the booth, and this wasn't you, for once. Some dude jumped on the booth and actually stepped on my laptop and closed it. Yeah. There's a footprint, a big, like, the guy's foot must have been, like, a size 16 thing fucking <laughs> overlapped the fucking laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, I've, been, I've been through it all. So, it's like, I always make fun of myself. I know I'm kind of a diva, but it's also, like, I've been through all the shit, so. You're going to get to be. I do in here. I mean, still, I still do a lot of the grunt work too, though, that no one sees behind, you know, behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, still to this day, I try to take as many gigs as I can. I try to practice as, as much as I can. I mean, it's almost impossible because I'm either here or I'm in nightclubs. Right. So it's like I basically work seven days a week for the most part, even though I have a wife and two kids, which is a whole different story because they're a lot of work. Right. And your wife is an absolute saint. She's the best. She's literally the best. She deals with a lot. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, just just being a friend. Sometimes I like see it and I'm like, geez, man. It's exhaust. It's just a lot because her thing is always like, you just never stop. Like I just go 24 seven. So her thing is like, can you just sit down and chill? And she gets worried about me. But then it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So yeah, but it's part of the life, man. I don't know. It's great. I love what I do. Like it, that. I forget who said it. it's like if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's how I feel. Like I never actually feel like I'm working. I'm, you're the same exact way, so it's like oh, yeah. I, I know how you feel about fitness, and that's and you've actually been like the only person that has actually had me somewhat enjoy fitness. Like I, I train, I played hockey in high school, college, and it's like you, I trained then. It was I hated it. I I still hate like I, you. I would never go to a gym and work out on my own. I'm just not that person. Like mm -hmm. I need someone like you, or when Alex fill, like fills in for you, like I need someone that's like there watching me to tell me what to do because we all know my ADD is just out of this world. <laughs> next to mark it's as bad as marks it's worse than marks like i just can't focus i'm just like always thinking about something i want to like oh this just came to my brain let me tell you about the story that's completely useless to your life like so having you train me it's like focus hey focus focus like hey what are you doing focus so it's like separate you. Yeah, yeah so that helps but yeah it's been great man i feel fucking great whenever you're training me and and i think that's powerful to people who live lifestyles similar to yours to where it doesn't all revolve around fitness. It's like if my, if my demographic in the BeFit podcast, is just people hundred percent dedicated to fitness, I'm wasting my time talking. Right. To them. right. I, what am I going to inspire them to continue to do what they're doing? Right. But for someone who cues in, they click on it and they're like, Oh, DJ Costa. I love him. I got a headband on, you Fuck know, yeah. whether they know how it got on their head or not, <laughs> but you know, that they, they're, they're fans of you and they see, they see the party style, but then it's like, well, hey, if you, if you, again, peek behind the curtain, there's a lot more that goes into it. One, with the work side of thing, the amount of stuff that you do for this company in order to make everything, you know, the world go around. But two, it's like there also has to be some sort of dedication or else there's going to be a plateau or something to where either you are not healthy enough to it or you're getting sick more often or, you know, there's all these things that I preach about sickness, wellness, fitness and if you can get yourself closer to fitness, well, every aspect of your life is going to be hundred percent. I noticed it big time for me. So luckily I've like not going, I've like an amazing immune system. So for me, I've, I don't get colds often, but for me, 
I when I'm training with you and like eating healthy, I know like my performances. I don't even want to say that because it sounds like kind of corny. I'm just a DJ, but like when I'm actually DJing like big shows, I really notice a difference of like energy and like I can go the full two hours and be like. Ah, let's go fucking four more hours. I'm ready to go. And then there's some nights if I'm like off the wagon a little bit with like fitness and I'm like just eating bad and, you know, not taking care of myself at all. Like some nights I'm like 30 minutes and I'm like, holy shit, I'm tired. Um, so whenever I, I am on with you, it's like I could go like six hours of high energy party. And then it, it's a noticeable difference for me. And it's more brain too. It's like, it's a lot of it's in my brain and you just feel, I feel sluggish. Um, but, but when I'm on, I'm like, when I'm training, I'm, I feel like a 18 year old kid again. So that goes out to all the people that say that are busy. I'm not saying anyone's not busy, but it's like, oh, I don't have, you know, I have to have energy for this, so I can't expend it on this. It's not how it works. No, 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 no. I'm and I'm a kind of a culprit. Sometimes, like, if I can't come in, I'm too busy. Or I have this. I I'm like, I know when I'm working out fully with you. It's like there's there's because your workouts like 20 minutes for the most part. So it's like. Anyone can find 20 minutes in their day. Yep. And it, it makes such a difference for the rest of your day. Cause like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm in here, I'm like rocking around. Every, I'm yeah. like, you know, chucking it, mucking it up with everyone in the office all day. And then I get home, I'm like kids, dinner, you know, I'm up, like I can stay up later. I'm like, I just have so much energy. And then when I'm not, I'm just like noon comes. I'm just like, Oh, okay. Mm. So, what time? Oh my God, it's noon. I still have to go home. So, you know, I still got to play with the kids. Still got, you know, the, some nights it's like go home play with the kids, put them to bed, then go do a gig, wake up the next morning, get to the office by 10 a.m. You know, I mean, luckily we have a very open schedule here, but there's some days where it's like nonstop. You get like a five-hour break to sleep and that's it. I do like the, I think rather than it kind of describing it as an open concept here at the office, it's like get your work done. Yeah, it's a work hard, play hard. Everyone and here works so much, so hard. So like there's a lot of freedom, which is the best part of the office. And you'll know if if something's lacking. Every every role play, kind of plays its own piece, and so you know I find myself there's not a single day I'm I'm I have to be in the office, right? You know if I have meetings, but I find myself here almost every day because of the the collaboration because everyone is kind of on the same page of both work and fun, right? To be able to chat with people, to bounce ideas off people, to make stuff happen on site. I just think it's it's a really cool uh, work environment. And that they wanted to invest in a fitness side of things, not just for expand of big night, but for the employees as well. Right. I yeah. think it's a, uh, I and, think it's cool. And and I think one issue is that a lot of people, not enough of the people are taking advantage of the Tuesday, Thursday setup that we have, because it's, it's literally in the building. And I'm always, you know, that's, that's where we need to break down. And that's where I need to get better at breaking down barriers because without sounding cocky or like an asshole, I could go to every person in the office right now and say, hey, I have a template or I can create a template specific to you, specific to your pre-existing injuries, specific to everything that you have going on that will improve the quality of your life. And in a matter of months, if you follow this and train with me, you will feel the best you've ever felt in your life. And I can say, here it is. And it's free because I'm working here and doing this. But people don't take advantage of that. It's crazy. I mean- well, I mean, even the the event you had like the Sunday, that I think it was uh, someone in accounting was just like, uh, "Do you think I could handle it?" I was like, "Of course you can handle it." Like he trains everyone towards their like specialty or whatever they have injuries with. I mean, one thing with you, I have bad knees from playing hockey my whole life. So like, when we were working out Reebok, Reebok all the time, you would always cater my workouts around my knees and around my injuries, and you still do because I have a bummed ankle because I'm an old man. But like, that's the part that I think a lot of people like. They also, I think it's an excuse thing too. It's like they. 
they use that to not come because I think just some people get intimidated with working out. It is an intimidating thing because you're used to going to a gym workout. Like if you go to an actual gym and do like a group class, sometimes it's intimidating. Like I used to hate that's I never went to them. I went to one and I was like, well, this is kind of horrific. Like everyone just looks at you like you're kind of like a weirdo if you don't do it right. So I think a lot of people are just like intimidated by that setting. Um, But, you know, the way you train people, it's a little different. I think there's a lot of, I don't want to take credit to be like, it's like the one area, you know, I learned from my mentors and people above that. But I think intimidation is a big thing too. And I also think that people are so good at their jobs that let's say you're in accounting or you're in marketing and you're really, really good at that. It's hard to take a step back and do something that you're going to suck at. Right. And I get that too. Especially around your coworkers to where there's some people in here, not to name, will not train if anyone else is around. Right. But if it's just a one-on-one, it's like, hey, it's okay. It's okay for me to look bad in front of this person because everyone does because right. this is their profession and job. My job is training. But it's like the, it's like this fear of of looking bad working out. Hundred percent. Where it's like you want to you want to be at this goal, and if you were at this goal, then you'd go train in front of everyone. Hundred percent. But the issue is that you're not ever going to get there unless you start, and you're gonna you know we, we stress this all the time. Like you're gonna look bad when you start, or not bad, but you're not gonna be the fittest person in the room. No. And there's gonna be stuff that you struggle at. I puked with you. I think the first like couple times when I started working out with you when I was really overweight, like it's the last, who wants to like puke, but I was so out of shape and it's like, okay, you gotta get over that hump and then you'll be fine. And guess what? I think I forget. You used to say something all the time and you, you would say, I, th- I think you said like, it doesn't get easier. You just get, f- I forget. You used to say something to me all the time. Workouts don't get easier. You just get better. You get, that's exactly what you used to always say to me. And it was so true when I like, it's still true now. Like when we started doing the Tuesday, Thursday thing, it was, it was torture some days because I was just back out of shape. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just, you know, every week it's not easier. It's just I'm getting stronger and more fit again. And then so and it, it's enables you to push harder, and push a little harder. And then, yeah, then you, you know, you push it to the perfect points that we're not like to get fitter. But it's some people it is intimidating. Like I'm I'm not a huge fitness person. I think is I hate working out for the most part, but I know I have to, like you mm-hmm. got to do it. It's I'm lucky enough. There's some people that can't work out for health reasons. Like we're a lot of us are lucky enough to work out. So it's like, my wife said this to me recently. I said, Oh, I don't want to work out today. I think it was like a Tuesday. And she's like, you're just, you should just be fortunate that you can work out. Like, and I was like, you know what? That's fucking right. Like there's so many people that have issues that they can't work out. So it's like, what am I complaining about? Just get up and fucking work out. It's good for you. It's good for your well-being. Yeah, I I was walking through the airport from a seminar years ago, and we were walking on the escalator, and my buddy James walked on the stairs, and I was just joking with him, and he always like drops these lines on me. He's always like very like you know particular about it, and I was like, oh, just trying to get your fitness in, and he said something along the lines of, he's like, there are people who would kill for one day to be able to walk up a set of stairs. hundred percent. And you think about that and you're like, fuck. Like, and meanwhile, I'm like, well, I don't want to walk up these stairs. It's like, there are people who are unable to walk, who would give anything yep. to walk. And then, and then you like hear something like that and you're like, you know what? And you start thinking, you're like, what am I complaining about? Her thing, yeah. I was literally, I was like, I don't want to work out. She's like, you just, you should say I'm lucky I can't work out. I was like, that's so true. Yeah. I did. Again, I like to use the word like fortunate. Because there's luck has a lot to do with it, good right. luck, bad luck, whatever you want it to be. But you know, I remember you would message me when we were super strict, and you're like, "This is the best I've ever felt yeah. in my life." I felt amazing. That's what, and that's the goal right now. But it, it, it's like it's like it's like a life changing feeling, though. 
Yeah. Once you once you get on that, once you get strict and what's it take? I don't know. What, what's that saying? It takes like a certain amount to be committed. I forget. My brain's not working. But once you get like consistent with it, like every week, and then it's just, it becomes part of your life. It's mm-hmm. just you don't even think twice about it. Yeah, and that that can go for like the nutrition side of things too, to where beforehand when we talked about fasting it was like wait i can't eat until now yeah and now it's almost kind of like ingrained in you yeah i don't even think about it you know and there's times when you're like you know purposefully and it's okay to like break it to be like hey i'm i'm gonna eat this at this point in time and i understand it but there there is that that base it's just it's never gonna get there unless you try and diet to me is the biggest thing for me especially like if I there's so many foodie people that probably listen to this, especially I'm the biggest foodie person. I love food. I think about food probably way more than I should, but like I'm obsessed with food. I'm obsessed with meals. Like I'm obsessed with like cheat meals. I'm obsessed with, Oh, Sunday's coming. Okay. Like I plan like the whole week I'll plan like what we're eating on Sundays. Like it's just how I am. It's like what it's one of those things that just brings me happiness. So it's like, I'm never giving that up ever. Like I just won't be able to, but as long as I can be strict, like Monday through Friday for the most part, like that's always been my goal. Like, but even then I should switch it cause I should be eating good Saturday cause that's the big night from all my gigs. So yeah. it's like, and then I'm in my brain like, well, why do I do that? And then, I, but that's the brain of a crazy person. Well, that's, that's what I think separates some people from wanting to start training and using a trainer and not to where some trainers have this idea in their head of this is something that's worked for me and I know it works. So it's, it's going to work for everyone and being like, you don't need to eat that shit. You don't need to do this. You don't need, and then people are like, well, I'm not willing to give that up, but finding someone who can work why I started doing fasting with you and why I've done it with a lot of artists or a lot of people that, you know, are in the nature of your business is that you still can. Right. It's like you have that. We split up with buddies. So what we started doing is it was a 16 and eight. So 16 hours of fasting and an eight hour eating window. But what we did is we split up the eight hour eating window. So for instance, buddy's fast starts at 8 PM. So he's not going to eat again until the following day at noon, but we break up the eating windows to where a noon, this is kind of something that we've tried. We've worked back and forth. I've actually taken some stuff from uh, Corey Gregory uh, with his anabolic fasting, but from 12 to four, buddy can eat whatever proteins, whatever fat sources that he wants. However, for carbohydrate sources, it can only be fruits and vegetables. So no starches, no rice, no buns, no pastas, no any of that. So only fruits and vegetables as a source of primary macronutrient carbohydrate, protein and fat, whatever you want. And then from four to eight, whatever. Yeah. You always said if the kids get pizza, just if you really want, just eat the pizza, (laughs) whatever you want. Know that yeah, ideally, I'd like you to eat the same way. Sometimes you need a little bit more carbs, and, and the, the, the cleaner it is, the better. The, 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 least, the less ingredients, the better. So if you are going to have your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your rice, and all that stuff, fantastic. But if it ends up being pizza, pasta, all of that, that's in your diet. From four to eight, you are still following your guidelines, so you don't feel like you fell off the wagon right. when you eat a, you know, a carbonara with you know, 2,700 calories. <laughs> But you always said, you just, you know, you always like, well, if you want to be fitter though, don't go down that road. Right. And then, and then you get to make that decision, but it's not like this, Hey, we're going to be, you know, strict paleo. And then you have one day where you fall off the wagon and you're like, well, fuck it. Now I'm off. Right. It's like you, you can get back on the next day and that's what kind of keeps it sustainable. That's why I wanted to do that with you. And then sometimes you have to manipulate the hours a little bit because you want to eat a little bit later. Yep. Cause on the weekends I usually eat like before gigs I'll do, we'll do dinner at like nine or nine 30. So it's like. Push it. I'd push everything back to one the next day when I was doing it, like strictly, strictly that way. 
Um, I mean, when I was strict is when I was in the best shape. So yeah, I mean, Dylan would do. Dylan would stay with his uh, eating window. So Dylan Francis, another DJ, when we were on tour, I mean, it was a hard cutoff, like eight o'clock. And he even had an app on his phone to where if we stopped at seven fifty, then we, you know, then he would do his sixteen hours. But a lot of times we'd add some more on top of it. But and then from there it was like he'd have his tea for caffeine or cold brew and outside of that he wasn't drinking on that that was a different that was a different level of dedication to where he was or what what his goals are but there's always like things that you can manipulate to make it work is it working for you what are you willing to sacrifice or change for your goals if you were to come to me and say hey i need to weigh 165 pounds by the end of summer then i'm going to say all right well we're going to have to make some sacrifices on that right we're going to do that but if it was the summer if you want to continue, I mean, that's going to be a hot boy summer. Yeah, that would be. But It'd like, be a hot boy fall. I'd rather go like January to June 1st. Like by June 1st, I want it. But. Yeah. And, and but depending on what level you're willing to participate is the results. Very similar to what we just talked about when you didn't have a choice when you spent the 5000 on the equipment. And when, you know, Dylan was staying for a year at his parents when Austin bought the $1,000. That was at what level are you willing to participate and it was all in all the time. Right. And that was that was the mentality to why that was effective. Now, there's other lifestyle bits to where you enjoy drinking at your shows. I don't want to take that away from you, but know that the results may vary or may be a little bit slower, but Takes we can longer. find something right. that, that can work. So always know there there is an option. It doesn't just have to be this, this approach to where it's like you're either here or here. And I think that's sometimes what people are intimidated. They get afraid of. Yeah. I think a lot of people get afraid of, oh, I got to give up the food I love. I got to give up drinking. I got to give up this, got to give up that. But like, it's, it's tough. It depends on who you are as a person, but like there's, you know, there's so many people that love their wine, love their tequila, love their whatever, you know, their things are on the weekends. It's, it's tough for certain people. Yeah. And just hearing from you that, that you're, you know, in progress, you're working. We're trying to get, yeah. We got a little bummed wheel right now that we're working around, but, uh, (laughs) playing, playing, Playing floor hockey, I got a nice little two-hander in the ankle. It's been a month now. We think this who hit you? Who hit you with some it? guy with no teeth? Um, Shout him out. Do we know his name? No, is exactly who would you pitch or would two-hand a person in floor hockey on the ankle? I'm gonna go beat the shit. Out yeah. Of um, so I'm a little. I'm. I'm like. I got one wheel, so I can't even like really run right now, which sucks because that's for me is like how I really slim down is like cardio, and I can't really do full cardio right now. So, but we're on the path. That's yeah. all that matters. I'm there Tuesdays and Thursdays. Low trajectory to a distant horizon. Right. Uh, usually when fitness is right here, when you're climbing the mountain of fitness, it's just as sharp on the other side. But I love that low trajectory to a distant horizon. That's the shit I'm talking about right there. Buddy, what's the song that's coming out? Oh, I thought I wasn't really said I wasn't allowed to plug anything. I fucking plug everything. <laughs> New song Smile comes out next Friday, May 20th. A little May fun, happy beat. It's fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. And then speaking of, while I'm plugging that, I might as well plug the big show June 4th at Big Night Live. So that's if you're cool. looking for an actual ripper, like the best party you've ever gone to. The biggest cost of Ripper. It's the biggest cost of Ripper ever. It's actually was my top goal this year. It was on my goals this year. Number one, headline Big Night Live. June 4th, headline Big Night Live. I got um, a lot of shit in the works. We're going to do it's It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the oddest, most fun. It's actually called Happy Days. The It's it's basically called Happy Days, the happiest Ripper of all time or something like this. Happiest Ripper ever. So it's going to be like very fun party vibes. There'll be unicorns there. There'll be like other shit. It's going to be very weird, but it's going to be fun. Buddy is giving me control. Oh, yeah. Connor's the fun. Um, what, are we, what are we calling you? The front fun stage. I don't want to call you fun, please, because that's not the right word, but he's like the fun director. 
director of fun. Director of fun that night. Yeah. So he's in charge of uh, everything that goes on stage in front of me, which is a good thing and a scary thing, but I don't care. We're going at it. So if you're listening to this, there's a few of you that might get some calls about some stuff we need. Yeah. It's going to happen. We need up. you. It's going to be fun. It's actually going to be really fun. Tickets are only 10 bucks. So 10 bucks come through. If you're listening to this and you've been to the rip before, we probably don't have to explain it to you. You're going. If not, you've got to see what this is about. Whether you're drinking, how about this? How about this? Watch this. If you come, or if you're, uh, if you listen to the Be Fit podcast, free entry. What? Let's let's give them something. How do we? They have to DM DM, you. DM you guys. DM or DM me. Or DM, DM me you. at DJ Cause on Instagram. Say I listen to you on the Be Fit podcast, and I'm gonna put you on my guest list. Boom. Boom. <laughs> free access. That's a fucking plug. Let's Oof. go. Um, what else? You were gonna say something? Oh. May 20th, that song comes out. Yeah, May 20th. You know what else is going on May 20th? What? Loud Lux Boys. Oh, Loud Lux Boys are in time. Another couple yeah, of... Yeah, we have a boat and grand together. Absolute so. animals. Yeah, animals. We'll probably train that day. Oh, yeah. We'll train. I'm in. We'll go on the boat. Fuck yeah. We'll come back. We'll go to dinner. Yep. We'll go to grand. Yep. My goal is to make it through that without drinking at all. Good luck. Maybe I'll <laughs> do the same. But I'm going to part. Oh, I'm going to be partying. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be jumping around. I'm going to be so insane that people are like, oh, he's got to be drinking. But yeah. no. See, I wish I could do that. that. That's the one part reason why I drink is like, I don't get nerve. I get like, I'm a social per. Like I get like yeah. that little tequila just loosens me up to be like me. Yeah. I get like anxious with like everyone looking at me sometimes like when I'm DJing. So it's like, I just need a little tequila, <laughs> a lot of tequila <laughs> and I'm just ready to rip, do anything. Oh, I hope May 20th is nice because I'm, I'm definitely. No, May 20th is going to be nice. It's going to be a little release day, release party. We're going to do it. And then Saturday, the 24th is on my grand. So that's going to be like the release party. So that's it, man. I may not wear a shirt that whole weekend. Tarps off. I'm even I'm leaving mine home, but you can take yours <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I'll get there. Well, buddy, again, part of the reason why I'm here, part of the reason why I have a job here is because of the work we've done together, the my access guy. to other DJs that we've had, the motivation of us working together through COVID. The electric convoy. Oh, electric convoy. We didn't even talk on that. Oh, yeah. we'll have to Part two in like a month. We'll do another one of these. I have an idea okay. for that too. That's okay. It's going to be electric. Off the record. Um, but again, just inspiring person. And I wanted to kind of to give you a little bit more insight on not just who DJ Costa is, but Buddy Costa behind the family, the work that he does, uh, his care and concern for health and wellness, not just for his job, but for his you know, inspiration to a lot of other people. And dedication he's one of the more dedicated people here in the office that that trains every tuesday thursday we're downstairs so uh thanks for coming on thanks, thanks for, for having me this is great people. felt great felt good to be in the room with the boys back again we got to bring back that burnt toast let's go burnt toast peace out all right guys big night fitness uh on instagram uh bignightfitness.com if you're looking for upcoming classes you can follow me at connor t murphy you can follow him at dj costa and uh, any questions you have, drop them in the comments. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thanks for queuing in.